BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, Mr. News. Hit it! Clearly now, you are either with us, people who are trying to ensure election integrity, or you are with the domestic terrorists. Stand by. The doors to the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in. So sit back and relax as we unfold this edition of the Ledger Report. A time before cable. When the local anchorman reigned supreme. And in San Diego, one anchorman was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. This represents the affidavits of the people that we didn't get a chance to call. There are hundreds of them, and they specifically allege similar acts of fraud, very similar to the witnesses that you heard. Stop tape. So this is the attorney for the president of the United States. You may recognize his voice. His name is Rudy Giuliani. And as much as the mainstream media want to pass him off as a crackpot, who has hair dye running down the side of his neck during a news conference, they're wrong. They're wrong, and America knows it. They cannot pass Rudy Giuliani off as insane, not stable, not a smart person. He's a former federal prosecutor, and yes, he's a former mayor of New York City, the greatest city on the planet, But really, what's important here is he is a lawyer, and he knows how to prosecute cases. He's acting as the attorney, the chief attorney for the president of the United States, with a background in prosecutorial law. And sure, as a defense attorney, if you will, representing a client, many times you can embellish the truth especially if you're not sworn under oath. Well, he's not. He's an attorney. He's representing Donald Trump, but he's also representing 74 million Americans who are currently being disenfranchised, being attacked by a not-so-sophisticated but coordinated conspiracy to steal the 2020 presidential election. And I'm going to run through where we stand right now. There's volumes and volumes. What Rudy was holding up there was a binder this thick, this thick of affidavits. You know, this is just Michigan alone he's talking to. So he's got now in the order of thousands of sworn affidavits. These are people who, under the penalty of perjury, are saying, I witnessed some kind of of voter fraud. And so what I'm going to try and do is kind of connect the dots 
and and just the tip of the iceberg, but in, in the various states where either the president's team or, God bless them, members of the state legislature on their own in Georgia or in Michigan or uh, going on in Wisconsin, and there are efforts to get to the truth in Nevada and Arizona as well, Pennsylvania even. They are piecing this thing together slowly. No help from the mainstream media at all. And when you piece it together, it is clear to me that our nation is or has been under attack from within. This is an act of domestic terror. The 2020 presidential election clearly is an act of domestic terror that has been coordinated by an internal domestic terrorist cell, which is probably at the heart of the modern Democrat Party. I don't have the evidence to make that conclusion yet. I'll leave it up to the experts. I'll leave it up to Bill Barr and the FBI. How much confidence do you have in them? William Barr runs around the country saying there is no widespread evidence of voter fraud. What movie are you watching, Mr. Attorney General? Now, I'm going to give him a little bit of rope here, and I'm going to say maybe he's doing a -a rope-a-dope. Maybe he's playing good cop, bad cop. I highly doubt it. Where's Christopher Wray? Why in the heck didn't the President of the United States fire Christopher Wray and Fauci? Months ago! Months ago! These people, Giuliani and the state legislators holding these hearings, are uncovering crimes! Sure, many of them are state crimes, but when state crimes in Wisconsin affect voters in Texas, then don't you think that federal investigators and federal prosecutors ought to be involved? Once you start crossing state lines and affecting people in multiple states, isn't that actually the statutory job of our federal investigators. So, Rudy went on, and of course, so did the witnesses, and in particular, this um, this woman, Melissa Carone, or if she's Italian, Caroni, um, and I'll get to her in just a minute. Before I forget, by the way, uh, please share this podcast. If you want Graham Ledger to have a national Platform, and I, I don't like doing this, but I have no other way to do this except a message to you. If you want Graham Ledger to, to retain a national platform, share this podcast. We grow it, and it's growing, but we need to exponentially grow it. Um, and then that lays a nice foundation uh, for me to, in some capacity, possibly return to national TV. So the two are related. So share this, and and let's get. Uh, we need to get as as many views as possible. Keep growing, and it is growing. So please share this, and uh, I'll remind you uh, again in a couple of minutes. All right. So let's run through what we know right now. Michigan. Now remember, the mainstream media 
has Joe Biden at 306 electoral votes and Donald Trump at 232. Nobody in their right mind, after listening to these reports from these various so-called swing states. And by the way, it wasn't just the swing states using Dominion software and Smartmatic. California used it. And we're going to hear from Ellen Swenson, the chief analyst for the Election Integrity Project in California, to talk a little bit about California, but maybe how it pertains to the national scope. Because, unfortunately, as California goes, so goes the rest of the nation far too often. So we'll speak with her very briefly about that and her interpretation of the national numbers. But Michigan, remember is 16 electoral votes. Georgia is 16 electoral votes. Nevada is 6. Wisconsin is 10. Pennsylvania is 20. And Arizona is 6. Now, so if if you go by, and, and we'll stipulate, we'll just go by the mainstream media numbers, even though we reject them, of course. So we'll stipulate that too. So we stipulate that we reject them, but we'll stipulate we'll use them for the sake of argument here. If you, at 306, remove Michigan, you take Michigan off the table, that reduces his total, Biden, to 290. If then you take Georgia off the table, another 16 electoral votes, that reduces it to 274. You see where I'm going here? Skipping Nevada and Arizona, just focusing on Wisconsin and Pennsylvania, if you take either one of those off the Biden electoral map, Then that brings the total down for Joe Biden to 264 if you take Wisconsin off, 254 if you take Pennsylvania off. Now, I want to go through these numbers because this is what's important. In the end, people are relying on the court system, the federal court system, and ultimately, possibly, the Supreme Court. And sure, I hope that it it gets there, but they're not the final arbiters. Article 2, Section 1 of the United States Constitution makes it crystal clear. It is not the executive branch. It is not the judicial branch. It is the legislative branch at the state level who is in charge here. So the Supreme Court can rule all all it wants. But if the legislature of Michigan says, no, we will not certify these electors for Joe Biden, there is no appeal. That's it. If the Michigan legislature says, we're going to certify these results for Donald Trump, there is no appeal. Nancy Pelosi can run around and scream in the House of Representatives all she wants. And the Supreme Court, till they're blue in the face. And by the way, I don't hold much hope out for the Supreme Court because of the rulings we're getting. You know, this this recent ruling in uh, New York in favor of the churches, whoop-de-doo, should have been a slam dunk, should have been nine to nothing. It was five to four. Five to four on the so-called conservative Supreme Court. Are you kidding me? So you hold out much hope for the Supreme Court saying, hey, you know what? The Constitution needs to win here and Joe Biden needs to lose because there's been a domestic act of terrorism coordinated attack and it happened on November 3rd 2020 into November 4th by the way as we as we come to find out so the numbers are important but in order to have these numbers taken off the table from Joe Biden we have to look at the evidence and that 
brings us back to this woman by the name of Melissa Caroni or Carone, whatever. I just love her because her hair is all up. You know, I don't know what you call this, ladies, in a bun. And she's got some dangling down here. And she is trying to convince these legislators who are doubting her that malfeasance took place and she witnessed it. For example, taking a stack of ballots, 50 or 100 of them, and running them through the machine and then running them again and again and again and again. Roll tape. They were just rescanning, 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 counting ballots nine to ten times, counting votes nine to ten times. So they were counting the same ballot, the same vote. Nine or ten times. Yes, sir. So how many... Stop the tape, stop the tape, stop the tape. That's Rudy Giuliani asking the witness. Um, They're not sworn in. Who cares? She swore an affidavit. She signed an affidavit, penalty of perjury, that what she is saying in the affidavit, which is now being verbalized by her, is the truth. They scanned the ballots repeatedly. And gee, don't you wonder whose name was at the top of that ballot? Hmm? Anybody want to guess? Anybody want to bet their house? Anybody want to bet their car, their retirement? Anybody want to bet it all on who was at the top of that ballot? Hmm? So this woman, Melissa Carone or Caroni, has, by the way, had come out and said that she didn't have to do this and that she didn't have to do this. And they asked her why there are so few witnesses and she, she answered them. On the Michigan panel there, the, the legislature, the committee that's investigating, I think it's an oversight committee, she said, because I'm being threatened, because I can't, I'm not employable now, because I had to change my phone number, they have to move. They're being threatened by the domestic terrorists. And their dominion, their dominion, it's a, it's a perfect word, isn't it? They're minions, they're lemmings carrying out the Black Lives Matter and the Antifa acts of terror on behalf of this coordinated effort to steal our election by domestic terrorists. Here's another woman in Michigan. Roll tape. Out of the tabulators, I witnessed multiple times stacks of 50 ballots being put through the tabulators multiple times. Stop the tape. Mainstream media. Well, there's no... There's no... Bill Barr, well, there's no widespread evidence. Dozens and dozens of ballots being scanned multiple times in Michigan in a swing state where the margin was very, very close between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. That's not enough evidence for you mainstream media, Bill Barr, Christopher Ray. Domestic terror. This is an act of domestic terror against the franchise. Not against Donald Trump, against us. Against our Constitution. All right, so that's Michigan. Let's go to Georgia. Georgia, 16 electoral votes. Michigan, 16 electoral votes. In Georgia, there's all kinds of stuff coming out in Georgia right now. Illegal people, dead people voting. I want to get to that in a minute. But first, the... Suitcases under the table after the Democrat election workers, poll workers at the 
main area in Atlanta cleared everybody out, said, go home. We're not counting ballots anymore. What did they do? They cleared everybody out except four people. And those four people just happened to be recorded on multiple cameras in that election center. Just happened to be recorded. And what happened? Well, here's a recount. Here's a blow-by-blow of one little chunk of time after everybody was cleared out of this election center, after everybody was cleared out except four radicals, except four domestic terrorists. Roll tape. To the same person who's staying behind now, the same person who cleared the place out under the pretense that we're going to stop counting, is the person who put the table there at 8.22 in the morning. Yeah, I saw four suitcases come out from underneath the table. Stop the tape. Four suitcases. Four people left behind. Four suitcases come out from underneath the table that was put there by the same lady who cleared the room out. And so what do they do in the video with this? these suitcases? They scan them. They open them up, and there's ballots inside. There's just miraculously ballots inside after the room was cleared out, observers cleared out. It's a miracle. It's a miracle, Bill Barr. It's a miracle, mainstream media. Oh, no. No, 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 no. If you ignore it, it didn't happen. Ladies and gentlemen, I lived through in California in 2003 the recall of the governor. His name was Gray Davis, and that unfortunately propelled Arnold Schwarzenegger to take his place. But that's not what's important here. What's important is I was not doing political talk back then. I was a news anchor, and I kept telling people in the newsroom, this is real, this is going to happen. And you know what the newsroom did and the news director back then? I'm sorry, Fred, but this is the truth. Fred D'Ambrosi, you're still out there somewhere. I don't know where you are. I don't really care. But Fred D'Ambrosi on down said to me, ah, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. There's never going to be enough signatures to recall the governor of California. Never going to happen. But little Grammy Ledger over here is saying, no, 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 it's real. It's going to happen. This went on for weeks, days, weeks, even months. I said, it's going to happen. Because back then, the threshold wasn't that high. It's higher now where there's a recall going on of the governor, the maniac Marxist governor of California right now, Gavin Newsom, But the point is, I was telling these people, it's a story. No, they ignored it. 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 Fred D'Ambrosi, you ignored it. If you would like to challenge me on that, you are welcome. You know you ignored it until you couldn't ignore it anymore. You couldn't ignore it anymore. And Gray Davis, lo and behold, was recalled in the once great state of California, the once golden state of California. That's what's happening here. The mainstream media is ignoring the truth. And you ought to be ashamed of yourself in Atlanta because there's, this is huge news. This is news whether you believe these people are not. They need to have a platform in Atlanta. Instead, you have to dig around and find this stuff. 
Like on the scoop, this gentleman, right side broadcasting also, this gentleman testifying regarding the numbers of illegal votes that they were able to discover. Now, this is just what they've been able to find so far. And he's chronicling them for the Georgia legislature. Roll tape. 2,506 felons voted illegally in Georgia. 66,248 underage and therefore ineligible people to illegally register to vote before their 17th birthday when the law requires 17 and a half years old. At least 2,423 individuals to vote who were not listed as registered. Stop tape. Okay, so if you're keeping score at home, that's around just this one chunk. This is 93,000 illegal votes. In Georgia, ninety-three thousand, and 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 Bill Barr and the media have the nerve to run around saying, "Well, there's not enough to change the results." Ninety-three thousand. By the way, not only does Georgia need to re-vote for president of the United States, all ballot initiatives, all people on the ballot, the entire election needs to be redone. And I firmly believe, number one, Donald Trump would come out victorious, 16 electoral votes in Georgia. But also, I think you got two, two Republican senators as winners, by the way. No need for this, quote, runoff election. This is crucial in Georgia. This is crucial that there is a reset uh, in Georgia, uh, that the legislature has the, the spine to do this. Um, Nevada. There is word that the voting machine USB drives had totals altered overnight. These USB drives that were stuck in these Dominion voting things that were... What in the hell is that? What in the hell is that? And we know that they were hooked up to the internet. They're not supposed to be hooked up to the internet. Our vote's not supposed to be going to Germany. Now, I want to get to Wisconsin and Pennsylvania... But first, I want to talk to uh, Ellen Swenson with the Election Integrity Project. Gone through these crazy scenarios we're seeing in these different states, whether it's Wisconsin or Pennsylvania or Georgia, where ballots are appearing out of nowhere, and in Michigan, where they've counted ballots over and over and over again. We've seen electoral malfeasance in Arizona, all the swing states, uh, if you're keeping score at home. Frankly, probably every state that was using Dominion, and maybe states that weren't using Dominion. So here's, when I step back and I look at this, Ellen, as far as election integrity is concerned, it seems to me that you can't put the genie back in the bottle here, especially when it comes to mail-in ballots. And in Pennsylvania, for example, apparently they commingled these ballots that came in after Election Day, even though Justice Alito said, don't do it. It seems to me that we're pointing toward a revote here. How else do you fix this? I'm not sure. I think you know, what we're seeing is it's going to be fixed by the courts and possibly the Supreme Court uh, or you know, the legislature or even the House. Uh, it's a disaster, and we predicted it. We, Election Integrity Project California, predicted this early on. We've been fighting the state of California as well as Nevada on having bloated voter lists, and then and then knowing that they were going to be mailing out ballots to everybody. We actually gave legal notice, and earlier this year, to both of those states, 
saying that you are in violation of federal law by having all these these bloated lists. Right. And um, they just, but both states basically wrote us back and told us to pound sand. And, and so, so now what happens. I, again, I, I asked the question, how do you fix this? I mean, if we're trying to go back and fix the 2020 election results, how else would you fix it except revote all over again? For example, in Georgia, you know, not only are there is the presidential race at stake, but all the down ballots, including the two senatorial races. Right. In fact, well, that's a good point. Um, this, the presidential one is what I was referring to. can't be revoted. Right? There's laws in place to seat the president at a certain date, and that's going to be handled like I described. But yes, I agree. I think you need to re-vote those down ballots in those states that don't um, that sort of nullify their results. For example, there, I have a Senate um, district, Senate district six in, Cal- in uh, Nevada that is a part by only 600 votes, and I think you know obviously that one should be revoted. Right now, it's not being, but I think as we go further, that that candidate might have um, standing to add a, a revote. On now, that. now you're just getting the data out of California, which, by the way, many of the counties in California use the Dominion uh, Smartmatic software. Mm-hmm. But you're starting, you're just starting to get the results coming in right now. But you do know that there was some hanky panky going on between California and Nevada voters, right? What do you know at this point? Yes, um, we have the voter list for both states, and so we merged them, and we found 20,000 people, at least, who we believe are registered in both states. They have the same phone number in both states. They have their mailing address in the California registration is their Nevada registration address and so on. So it's about 20,000 people. Of those, we've looked so far at uh, people who, of those of that group who are registered in Nevada, but their later registration date is California. So they're, they're now a California resident and a California registrant, yet they voted in the Nevada election. And that we have 2,410 of those people who voted in the Nevada election, although they appear to be California residents. Well, what we're going to do next, we just got, we're just getting the California data in now. We're going to see the opposite, how many people are Nevada regis- residents who voted in California, and then also how many possibly voted in both states. Right. And so how can you certify election results knowing just this alone? These are thousands. There could be tens of thousands. Yeah. The problem is we've been in court twice in in Nevada and they say we don't have enough. The numbers aren't big enough to overturn in Nevada the one point four million who voted. But I think if you add up all these different stories we're seeing and all the different like my organization's numbers, other groups numbers. It'll come to it'll come up to the margin of difference. There's a lot of work to do, and I know there's going to be other shoes to drop. Uh, Alan Swenson with the Election Integrity Project out of California. You're just starting to pour over the numbers, and we will check in with you and your organization yeah. as uh, you get more information because this is crucially important. This is yeah, your job, we'll, we'll let you know. <laughs> and this is what you're all about. Alan, thank you for joining me. Thank you, Alan Swenson, the Election Integrity Project, and boy, don't we need election integrity uh, in this election, which I firmly believe has been compromised by domestic terrorists who need to be prosecuted as domestic terrorists. Strung up! Sorry. Strung up if they need to be. This is an act of sabotage against me and my constitutional rights and my precious right to vote and my Franchise, And we haven't even talked about Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, where they mailed out 1.8 million mail ballots. They mailed 1.8 million. They got back 1.4 million mail ballots. But they counted. And this is 
public information, mainstream media in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, but they counted 2.5, 2.6 million mail ballots. Now, I know a lot of you are not good with math. They received 1.4 million mail ballots, but they counted 2.5, 2.6 million mail ballots. And so the President of the United States comes out this week and gives what he calls the most important speech he's ever given, and the media ignore him. 45-minute speech about what happened. He's not making things up. He's chronicling what happened. So we've hit all these states except Arizona and Wisconsin. Arizona, I have faith in the legislature there that they're going to challenge the results and they're not going to certify. We'll see six electoral votes in Wisconsin. We have 10 electoral votes and the president tried to present some evidence, just some basic evidence of what the computer experts, the guy in California who swore an affidavit for Sidney Powell's arguments in Georgia, that it is statistically impossible to have these spikes that happened early in the morning in these various states. And the president pulled out a chart and gave an example in Wisconsin. Roll tape. Wisconsin, we're leading by a lot. And then at 3.42 in the morning, there was this. It was a massive dump of votes. Stop tape. All for Joe Biden. All for Joe. I think back to 2000 when one of the judges, and I don't remember which one it was and, and exactly where they were arguing, but his point is so valid today. 2000 in Florida with the dangling chads and Al Gore trying to steal the election back then. One of the judges at one point, one judge said, I feel like I'm being pecked to death by a bunch of ducks. Well, at least the media were covering it back then. They're ignoring it now. Absolutely ignoring it. But the, the judge that I remember, he said, if it walks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, if it poops like a duck, it's a duck. That's what we got here, ladies and gentlemen. We have a duck. And it's quacking. And it's quacking very, very loud. And so the question on my ledger register is who's going to be sworn in as president of the United States on January 20th of 2021? Somebody's going to be. Um, it may not be who you want. Two of the three are probably not who you want. Um, but the choices are Donald Trump, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi. Now, if Nancy Pelosi is sworn in, as detestable as that is, that would be a good thing, right? That would mean that the election results were not certified. And we need to start praying hard, but we need to start fighting. And we need to be our own Paul Revere's and get the information that I just pulled together for you. Get it out there. Share this. And oh, by the way, if you'd like to... Um, order some beautiful Ledger branded sunglasses. They come in this nice little uh, hermetically sealed bag. These are the Ledger branded sunglasses. They're a nice little stocking stuffer for a non-lockdown um, Christmas. So share this 
and uh, order some sunglasses if you want. Try and get them out before Christmas. You can also see um, my plan to fix California at GrahamLedger.com. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, GrahamLedger.com. Same thing. You can order the sunglasses there. You can subscribe, and you can look at how we can fix California. But we have a lot of stuff to fix at the federal level as well. And I have a plan for both, by the way. It's fairly simple. Not easy to do, but, but fairly simple. We can, we can fix both. Uh, California, and we can fix the problems at the federal level by using the Constitution. Imagine that. What a concept. But right now, we're focused on this attack, this internal attack on our franchise, our precious right to vote, which I firmly believe, uh, without a doubt, is an act of domestic terrorism. And these terrorists, these political terrorists, need to be held accountable. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way. The Archives Library of Congress, thank you for listening and watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, if today you hear his voice, harden not your heart.